the less letters, the wilder she is. Basically, a tent that just was filling with fumes. Sorry, I'm just going to stop everything right now because there's a squirrel washing its face. Imagine if you were having a panic attack in one of those places, you would want to get out. And when they were bathing her, they discovered that she had a full bush. Hello, welcome back. I'm Jamie. I'm Emily. And we are Terrible Journalists. This is the second episode of our podcast. Thank you to the six people, I think it's six so far, who tuned into our last one. I also would just like to come on here and say that I'm changing my name to Emmy because sometimes I'm Emily at work because it's more professional. And on here, I feel like we're less professional, so it's just going to be Emmy. Yeah. The, the less letters, the wilder she is. That, that's how it works <laughs> with this lady. You might be able to hear by the symphony of... Cars? Pigeons? Well, car I was going to say birds. Okay. Birds. Look at that. There's, there's three, like, magpies creepily walking close to us. Basically, we're outside. That was the point I was trying to make. And two gentlemen have entered the... Uh, what would you call this? This is a park in a, a park. square. Yeah, it's we're a park in, We're in Berkeley Square in Bristol. Berkeley, Berkeley, however you want to say it. But we've just had a really lovely autumnal day, haven't we? We have. I mean, it's been sunny and then it's gotten a bit cooler. We had some gelato. We've bought some books. What yeah, a nice books day. books from a bookshop. Who are we? We're terrible journalists. We are terrible <laughs> journalists. So let's pick up from our last episode. So in our last episode we talked about some strange news stories and we also talked about the fact that we were going to film in a circus mm-hmm. and we had fun at that circus didn't we it well, was crazy it was pretty cool um they used a lot of carbon fuel fossil fuels gasoline <laughs> no I, it was felt like we were in a, basically a tent that just was filling with fumes so so i feel like on this podcast we can sort of get it we're a bit anonymous so we can sort of get things off our chest mm-hmm. usually we try to find the positives and things but i think that circus there were some negatives so the the the, the um tricks and the stunts were cool but they were all done with motorbikes yeah Putting out a load of, like, emissions and fumes. Not environmentally friendly. And not good for my lungs. I wouldn't say. I didn't want to stay in the tent for more than about eight minutes. But there we go. Yeah, my my head was getting a bit light i was getting a bit dizzy but anyway our, our plan was always to go back because they gave us like what 32 free tickets <laughs> they gave us four vouchers and each voucher had i think 10 slots so yeah about 40 yeah. my math is correct yeah too too many free tickets and since our last episode i also went to way to dubai and i had a great time um but our plan was always to go to the circus when i arrived back in england and we did sort of tried didn't we we were planning we to go one night weren't we We tried and then we drove to the venue and everything was gone yeah it disappeared so the circus just disappeared yeah and uh yeah and took their motorbikes with them and and a whole other another thing happened with another circus oh my gosh which we might not talk wanna, about i don't want to talk about it but either way it was oh, horrific the the fun times of being a journalist in a local tv channel Anyway, we've just been to one of the story, like, like the actual event, mm-hmm. which corresponded to a story that we covered yeah. recently. Yeah, so it's called Simple Things. It's a festival that was happening in Bristol. It's like art, it's music, but it's not just at one venue. It's kind of all across the city. So we went to this virtual reality I would. What would you call it? What would you call that? I mean, it was supposed to be a concert. It was a concert. It was music. There was someone singing and... 
it was virtual reality. It was just a bit confusing because we were all walking around in this kind of chained off area and we were supposed to see the avatars of other people so you wouldn't bump into anyone, but the avatars weren't working. Nope. So it just was kind of a, a people mindlessly walking around in a, a chained off square. Do you reckon you saw the same things as I did? So I saw like this um, woman doing yoga and like... <laughs> I saw that too. Just like, what do you call it? Like apparating in different places. Is that where from Harry Potter? Yeah, no, I... Yeah, no, yes. Sorry, I'm just going to stop everything right now because there's a squirrel washing its face in front of us. So this is the thing in Berkeley Square, Berkeley Square, whichever way you want to say it. It's also close to Brandon Hill. And Cabot which, Tower. Which, if you know Bristol, you'll know those straight away. But if you didn't, then this is like Squirrel Central. So if you... Squirrel Central, well, yeah, I Yeah, like it really that. is. If, it, if you stand, like still, the squirrels will climb you. I almost saved a squirrel once. It fell out of a tree, so my family and I tried to save it. It was a baby, so once the baby had fallen out, the mom abandoned it. Um, and we gave it sugar water, uh, and then it died. Wow. We tried, though. We really did try because we wanted to save that squirrel. Maybe it was the sugar water. Maybe it was a type 1 diabetic squirrel. No, <laughs> no we went online. We did research because I feel like people would just give it, like, some bread or an orange or something. No, it said baby squirrels needed sugar water, so that's what we did. I'll never forget him. Well, there we go. He's immortalized now, memorialized in this podcast. But it is, of course, October. It's Halloween time. That means we get to cover lots of Halloweeny stories. We've already done a couple, haven't we? We tried to do more, but, you know, the, the powers that be stepped in our way once <laughs> or twice. Um, so we've already done a pumpkin patch, yeah. Avon Valley. I brought a huge pumpkin back with me. Um, it's still in the office. We uncut. still have not carved it yet. I think yeah. the thing is we need to choose a really good thing to carve into it because it's massive. And if we're doing it together, we need it needs to be standout. So. It does. So hold tight for that one. Watch this space. <laughs> and then we also went along to the UK's best scare maze. Now, I love scare mazes. I went to one for the first time at Warwick Castle with my parents. It's called Ghost Alive. It was the first time that I'd ever seen anything like this. And it's sort of like a walkthrough maze thing. And you get scared by the ghosts that are people that jump at you. Mm. Uh, but now they've become like a really massive thing. There are all the theme parks at this time of year. But Avon Valley here in the West Country have the absolute best so it's avon valley adventure and wildlife park i think that's I right it, th there's so many words in the title that sometimes we just throw them together and, and they're it's interchangeable a it's a different title every time but either way it's fear at avon valley that's what i say and and they won what did we work out what it, the scar yeah, it's, awards it's, <laughs> i think there was a typo in the title but the uk's uh, best Scream Park in the 2019 Scare Awards. There we go. 2018. They probably it said 2019 did on it. it. Yeah. Maybe a few more typos than... 2019 Scar Awards. There we go. <laughs> uh, you need to proof check your posters, people, before you publish them. Uh, but yeah, it was really, really good. So we yet to go back and do the full experience. Mm -hmm. We're sort of waiting on an evening where I'll explain why we've been so busy um, in, in a few moments. But we're waiting on an evening where we can really go and enjoy it because there are about five or six yeah, mazes. I think, I think there's there was five last year and they've added one this year as well but what they've done is the one that we tried last year the house of clowns they've made it even more terrifying this year and that's the one that we got to preview so that was fun well i, I don't know if i would call it fun it was really scary <laughs> we walked through with like so many devices didn't we i had yeah. a gopro you had a 360 gopro you were filming on your phone we had someone walking backwards through the maze pointing a light at us i would say that was really brave of that woman like yes yeah, she didn't poor, want to do it that poor woman that we put 
cut through Shout it. Shout out who, Lizzie. Yeah, who works for the Scare Maze. We made her walk backwards through the House of Clowns shining a light on us like I would not do that for someone else well she offered she offered we didn't make her she definitely offered she offered and then went oh do really <laughs> well no because I said I said in the email when I was organising it we would really appreciate if like one of the actors could because that's why I never would be a scare actor because you've got to be in those spaces for so long like really hours long. and hours and hours and hours and hours and I'd get freaked out and you could never you could never break character as well like she was telling us that someone had a panic attack last year and none of the actors were letting them through because they don't break character. Imagine if you were having a panic attack in one of those places, you would want to get out. And we couldn't no, because we couldn't. the House of Clowns is an actual maze. So there's a bit where you're going through, what would you call them? Like ribbons? Like yeah. plastic ribbons? Plastic ribbons. It's like the white and red. It looks kind of like a candy cane. You know the rubber things at butcher shops? You know, when you walk through them, it's like sort of hard work because oh, yeah, they hit you. The meat place, like yeah. the back of the yeah, meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you have to get through this maze and everything looks the same. And we were really struggling to get out, weren't we? Mm-hmm, because uh, especially it was the three of us, one person walking backwards, a light <laughs> shining in our eyes everyone all around us trying to scare us because obviously we were filming so yeah it didn't work out in our favor really well if you want to check out some of that footage it's on my youtube channel jamelo tv or you can take a look at some of the videos that are on bristol local tv's facebook page they're quite funny they're funny quite aren't they? funny shall we dive into some strange stories yeah there's been one that we have both I think I told you about it we, I made you watch a video about it and then it's one that's quite terrifying you're pulling your face like you don't know but I'm going to remind you look this, that squirrel's quite fat look, there's a big fat squirrel that's really digging squirrel. in the floor oh no he doesn't look so fat when he's on the side profile Jamie stop calling him fat he can hear us Anyway, back to the strange new stories. So it's this child that was adopted oh from, from oh a, a country that is not in my memory right now but it's turned out that she's actually like a 30-year-old woman and the parents found out very quickly after adopting this girl who they thought was six, mind you but turned out to be a full-grown, well a full-grown as she could with her condition yes, so she's a little person and they they knew that going into it so they adopted this girl six-year-old um little person from a country that we both can't remember and as soon as they took her home with them the family i think they had three other kids of their own they soon recognized that she was not a normal six-year-old girl well because we watched a video of him being the father being interviewed on this morning and he was saying that they took her for a bath and when they were bathing her they discovered that she had a full bush okay <laughs> well she did that's a... yeah so obviously a six-year-old wouldn't no un- unless is... there was some sort of like problem but you know like we mentioned she has got a, a genetic condition yeah so that could just be a symptom or a side effect but or part then of then things started getting weirder it wasn't according just... to the father yeah according to the father it started getting a little bit weird she would be playing with the other kids in the family and she would throw prize possessions of theirs into the road so that the little boys would go out into traffic and try and retrieve them and then she would turn to the parents allegedly and say that she wants to kill the boys and one morning apparently the father woke up and the the um adopted woman or daughter person was standing over him with a knife in her hand 
But here's the thing. Here's where the story gets a bit strange because obviously it's a, it's a strange scenario to start with. But then the mother and father they're being charged with child neglect because basically they've got this prodigy son who's going to university at the age of eleven to study physics. Yeah. And they moved to Canada because he was offered a place yeah. at university there. And then they left the um, adopted daughter who they weren't quite sure how old she was in Florida so, in a, an apartment but then, then it told, just gets weirder they were doesn't told it in, they were told in court twice I believe that she was 26 that's what they were told a couple times in court so once they found out that the birth certificate had been changed for some reason in, during the adoption process they sorted her out and they, they put her into living and they made sure that she could care for herself, everything like that. But, but why just, would you do that? I don't know. If she was trying to kill you. I Surely don't you'd know. like get a sectioned or really something. Really weird. Really, really weird. So something something's a bit fishy about this story. I think we should follow it because something's not quite right. And no. the parents are only being so public because there are now all these charges against them. Yeah. They're they're now like in trouble. The thing is though, if if I don't know if they can get charged for neglecting a child if it's not a child. Not, if she's not a child, that's why it's confusing, isn't it? Well, I think that story is one that we should follow and work out what's going to happen with that because it's so interesting. That's the sort of story that turns into a film at the it end. It does. Of it. Oh, honestly, there's going to be something. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> there's but there's there's already a film. There's already a film. Um, called the is it called the Orphan or something like that? And it's and it's about a girl that's adopted from somewhere in eastern europe to american parents and then basically she's just a bit not right and mm. she does try and kill the family and it just turns out that she's like a 30 year old woman who's a psychopath i don't like that it's at a all. film bef- I- i've seen it you're I've watched already it. scaring me i don't want to hear about it emily doesn't like scary films and Ooh, there is our cue to move on to our next story <laughs> So I was um, recently recording a radio demo for um, all of these various jobs that I'm (laughs) obsessively applying for to give me my next career move. And and I came across a story which was, I think a German court had decided that hangover was a legitimate medical condition. Because for some reason, somebody took this to trial. Yeah. I think it was something to do with employment. And basically, this German court said that, yes, hangovers <gasps> are a medical thing. So... I agree. Yeah, but it is though, isn't it? I agree. But the thing is, you wouldn't be able to... I mean, you wouldn't be able to do that every... I don't know, every Monday, per se. No, uh, yeah, but like you are definitely, definitely impaired, aren't you? There have been some mornings that I've woken up and gone, right, there's absolutely no way I could potentially do anything productive. I mean, sometimes the hangover is not as bad, but you know those times where you wake up and you're like, no, there's uh, there's no way. There's just no way. And I, I think that point is when you could not go to work. It's only happened recently to me um, because... Because we were on a sort of work trip to Leeds and we were supposed to be going out the night after, weren't we? But we just went way too hard on the night before. And oh my God, I have never been that hungover. Like that was my first like serious hangover in probably quite a few years. Our boss 
sent me away <laughs> he was like <laughs> at the end of the day there was i think there was one more seminar or something we were supposed to do and he just went just just go to your like go upstairs go to your room you, you are unwell and, and I, like, I mean yes i am unwell. it was such the wrong place to have a hangover because all it was was a like a 24-hour powerpoint presentation yeah. so not the best use of everyone's time i don't know why we got dragged up to leeds for a powerpoint presentation but there no we go. um yeah and i think that was so debilitating is that the word in a room yeah. with like you know little access to running water i think sometimes when you have a hangover you can really beat it if you get up you get outside like fresh air does wonders and, and if, not sit in a box yeah if we and that's essentially what we were doing sitting in a box and i think a lot of us that day probably could have benefited from the can't go to work because of the hangover because it's it's a medical condition so the story that's actually in the papers is a bit different than you might expect so it's a german court that ruled that hangovers are an illness just after the annual oktoberfest beer festival began in munich so it's all about those anti-hangover powders yeah so according to the plaintiffs who are they the people like the would they be the accusers i thought the people that are the defense not the defense or the plaintiff's defense. I mean, this podcast isn't called Emily and Jamie are terrible lawyers, but I mean, <laughs> it could just be terrible people. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so it's about illegal claims of like an anti-hangover treatment. Oh. And I guess it must have been something to do with their claims. So information about a food product cannot ascribe any properties for preventing, treating or healing a human illness or give the impression of such a property. So basically that that's what like you you can't like brand a banana saying this will stop you from having a hangover. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen that advertised. You can put something in your drink like when you're when you're ending the night or something and then you're supposed to wake up and you don't have a hangover. I have seen those advertised before. Not sure they were. The Guardian which I'm reading this out like doesn't even finish telling the story it just says a load of information about the fact uh, information about different studies about hangovers but i guess so what the court decided is it's uh, a temporary disruption of the body's normal functions it is which is yeah no if that's an illness then a hangover is an illness it's an illness that you self-inflict but an illness nonetheless I'm just reading the the headline go right on, now. Go on, do it. Um, woman thinks Osama bin Laden has been reincarnated as a seashell. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I mean, mean, I'm looking. The seashell does look rather Osama bin Laden-y. <laughs> e, yeah. Um, a woman collecting seashells, s- seashells, says she has <laughs> found one that bears an uncanny resemblance to the late terror leader Osama bin Laden. So here's the thing, Metro. Like, the woman probably didn't believe that Osama bin Laden had been reincarnated. No, I think she just looks at... I mean... So they're terrible journalists, too. They are. Look at them. <laughs> this is misleading. Very misleading. But if you guys could see this seashell, I, I, would, agree, I would have to agree. Given I guess, the l- right lighting. Yeah, I think it's the. I mean, they must have spent quite a yeah. while on that shell. I mean, he, she doesn't think that he's been reincarnated as that shell does. Oh God! Looking at the oh other my pictures, gosh, it really even, does, yeah. yeah, they're really. Is that an oyster shell? It must be. God, they're so proud. Look at them. They're, they're proud really as puns. Drinking, it's like, <laughs> they like look after this shell now. Well, now how okay, weird is that? Some like people, they, some people, when that happens, like in a grilled cheese. There's been people's faces have shown up in grilled cheeses yeah. and stuff like that. There was 
Ed Sheeran's face was in a Malteser. I heard about that the other day as but well. But then he's not dead, so he wasn't reincarnated into a Malteser. No, but I think it just he just showed up. And this guy, <laughs> I, was, I, I was listening to this on the radio, and this guy was talking about this Malteser, and he was like, oh, yeah, I usually just eat all the last three in the bag, but for some reason I took this one out and looked at it, and little did he know, he took out the last Malteser, and apparently Ed Sheeran, oh. right there. Right on that chocolate ball. So do you reckon this couple with the Osama Bin Laden seashell, they've got like got it on their mantelpiece right now? Because, I mean, it's not it's not a great guy to be, you know... In your house, yeah, on your mantle. Yeah, to be memorialising, immortalised in, you know, a beach find on your mantelpiece. I don't know. I think if you were having a dinner party, it would definitely be a talking point. Do they polish it? Because it'll get dusty if it's on, like, their, their shelf. <laughs> It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. It's really weird. I would keep it if that were me. I'm 100%. So we've been quite busy recently, like more busy than we've ever been before in our lives because we are taking on quite huge, massive undertaking. We're taking on an exercise challenge. Have we mentioned F45 before? I mean, probably. We talk about it a lot. <laughs> so it's this new fitness thing that we've been doing. It's 45 minutes of intense workouts and we're doing eight weeks of it and following like I'm eating more calories than I've ever consumed before because I need to put on some muscle finally. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's tough. And we're already seeing results. It's the first week. We're just about done the first week. Basically, this first two weeks is supposed to be a detox. So no red meat, no alcohol, no caffeine, no dairy. At least that that's what I'm doing. Jamie's just been told to eat. Eat, eat. <laughs> eat. I think because they, they did a body scan on us and we, I, we worked out that I my body burns our bodies burn about the same amount of calories don't they yeah 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 but I wasn't eating anywhere near as much as my body burns so that's why I was never putting on any weight because Mm. it didn't have any surplus energy to do anything with us I just never understood that food worked that way yep (laughs) what a concept (laughs) but before we dived into this challenge head on and um gave it our all we got a bit of a a head start (laughs) shall we so we get asked to do a lot of strange things we usually say yes well yeah i mean i i told myself that i wouldn't say no to anything because look at the all the mischief we get up to Mm -hmm. we do get up (laughs) to lots of mischief and it's so we went all the way to Beaconsfield Buckinghamshire right in Buckinghamshire Mm -hmm. Buckinghamshire Um, and we'll get to that in a moment but we got into mischief before this even got underway because we went to the wrong place oh yes and this place don't say the name what a way I'm not going to say the name but what a mistake to make I know yeah for I mean in the grand scheme of things we ended up at a really nice wrong place yeah so (laughs) It's this so I d- house. So the, the the contact at the the clinic where we were going to to try out this new beauty treatment ish was talking to me about this like fantastic country house and that must have like just cemented in my mind because we turned up there and we were like whoa whoa like is this all for us <laughs> yeah because there was like balloons coming out of the windows and going into other ones like was, a snake of balloons it was really beautiful and we thought right oh this is exciting we're getting right into it so we, we turn up with our little vlogging cameras and, and <laughs> tripods and yeah little mobile phone tripods stuff like that you know the stuff that youtubers carry with them yeah. and we walk in there and we knock on the door and the woman's like oh hello and we're like hi, hi. yeah we're here for um a th- aesthetics and that and she's like and she was like yeah yeah come on in come on in so they definitely they knew 
They knew of it. They they knew that it was a thing. So aesthetics were holding an event there in November, which we might go to because mm-hmm. um, we might get to try some more of this stuff. But anyway, we walk in there with our like crap cameras, and then this guy <laughs> walks out of another room with like a really good camera, and then I go, "Oh, someone else filming here today. What are they filming?" And then the woman goes, "Oh, we can't disclose that. Yeah, we can't so tell you." We're like, "Oh, so we get put in this like." sitting room and okay but I wouldn't this was the most beautiful sitting room I've ever seen <laughs> with like French doors opening up onto the most beautiful like country estate and, and then this other woman comes in and she's like oh you're early and we're like what are we are we we weren't well and, and then she told us to go and get breakfast and come back <laughs> but then it it turned out that I just got the wrong address so mm-hmm. that was the first bit of mischief but anyway we went along to this clinic in Beaconsfield to have this thing called M Sculpt what was it it was like a yeah so basically what it does is it, I don't know how to it's hard to describe, and this is exactly what we were trying to do while we were getting the treatment done. We were trying to describe what it was. It looks like an iron. It put they get it on your stomach, yeah, you and then get it, it like on your stomach, works your abs, and you can also get it on your butt. So what the whole concept is is that when you're working out, you're doing crunches, you're doing plank, your body is never actually working to its full potential, and this machine is trying to make your body work to 100% of what it can do so that's what it generates the muscle so that it works to 100 percent. and it was, it was like doing like a lot of sit-ups because my abs i mean this was even before we started like the eight week challenge so before we started working out seriously my abs like for days after were aching and aching and aching i mean after after the you're supposed to do like a, a sequence of four you're supposed to do one every week mm-hmm. for like a month we obviously just did the one treatment just to try it out and do a fun video about it and give you know the give the clinic uh, some publicity and uh, i can see if you went back for four weeks it would actually work quite well for you yeah and basically what it does is it's it's getting all those muscles going by like I think it's like electric currents it's kind of like a vibration it feels like you're tensing your muscles as soon as it goes in so it does it starts at about well it starts at like 10 percent, and then you gradually get higher, got and up higher to 100, and higher. yeah we got up to 100, well up to 100. On our 100. first session but like the, it did this thing where it like tapped you so mm. imagine it's like making your abs tense 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 and then it just like taps you to, to like relax your to muscles relax it weird what a, it's such a weird feeling you want it on your bum don't you yeah i think it would be cool on my butt she said it would feel really good i i don't know we'll just more to come <laughs> <laughs> well in november we might be trying it on our arms basically we were the first people ever in the uk to do it together yeah so that's why it was cool <laughs> of course we went there and we were told <laughs> that we're doing this as as a team so yeah we were laying down there Un- unclothed with these irons on our stomachs filming each other <laughs> with irons on our stomachs and that's like, just really how our life goes as yeah, terrible journalists it really does we just sort of wander into places and experience all we can get and our then, cameras out and then off we go and sometimes um get some somehow i guess sometimes works too. get paid for it yep there we go well what have we got coming up next week because next week is the real build-up to halloween isn't it mm-hmm I'm trying to think. We go, we're going to some sort of like scare actors oh, yeah. training, um, aren't we? No. No, maybe not. <laughs> we're getting our, what we are getting is something that I got done last year. So the SS Great Britain, basically this famous ship that's docked in Bristol, they did last year, they got um, special effects makeup artists to do old Victorian diseases and Yummy, gross and gory. Yummy, <laughs> I want syphilis. <laughs> gross and gory 
um, injuries on people. So last year I got this special effects makeup guy to do this massive cut across my face and then I went out for Halloween and it was great. <gasps> no, was didn't so we spend good. hours trying to get that off you? Okay, well, yeah, but that was after we were had drank and we, we couldn't get it off. We were so drunk in my downstairs bathroom, this little <laughs> cupboard room um, that somehow has had a toilet squeezed into it. And we were trying so hard to get this thing. Was it off your face? I thought it was on your arm. No, it was on my face. and because We were pouring oil all over yeah, you at some point, weren't we? <laughs> it was, like olive oil. It's um, latex. They do it with latex. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to kind of like soak it off. But obviously I was going to bed and I wanted this massive cut off my face. So I think we were just trying anything. We were, yeah, we were pouring olive oil on my face. I think I remember it hurting you a little bit as yeah, well. Yeah, it did hurt. It hurt. <laughs> well, I can't wait for next week. That's what's in store for us. I'm sure we'll be popping back up on here to let you know how that went. But thanks for watching. No, no wait, that's not right, is it? Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of Jamie and Emmy are terrible journalists. Oh, you got my name right. Yeah, I think we just it's the name of the the, it's now. the name of the podcast. Then why was I introducing myself as Emily? Because it's but the name of the podcast is Jamie and Emmy are terrible journalists. Do I have two personalities? Probably, I think you probably do. I'm confused. <laughs> just, just be careful what your other personalities do because you know we are terrible journalists and we need to keep up a certain level of professionalism. But that is it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. My head is itchy because of this thing. Her head is itchy because of her new hat that she bought today. I got a new hat and it's called a toque and no one knows what toque means. So everyone, a toque is a beanie. Goodbye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of Jamie and Emmy are Terrible Journalists. This is an independent podcast produced in Bristol by two terrible journalists. If you want to get in contact with us for any reason whatsoever, just send a quick email to hello at jamielow.co. That's hello at jamielow.co.